you know, they talk a lot today about genes and your, it's all your genes and that's going to dictate how healthy you are. And it's wrong. Genes are important. But they're a small bit of the information your body uses to stay or get healthy. If you want to reverse disease, it's not so much about your genes. It's about how you live. And so what, over the years, what I noticed is my clients got better. They all improved. Matter of fact, their chances of improving were really, really good if they would follow five simple ideas. When it came to eating and dieting, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I interviewed over a thousand women and I said, what did you do? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What did you eat? How'd you do it? If you want to learn how to lose weight for life through intermittent fasting, burn fat, and break the bondage of food, then this podcast is for you. I'm Chantel Ray, author of Waste Away, The Chantel Ray Way, and each week I have different guests answering your questions. Remember, the thoughts and opinions in this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode, and I could not be more thrilled to have our next guest on the podcast. He's often called the Columbo of health because he seeks clues to his patient's underlying health problems, trying to get down to the root cause. And he is a nutritional therapist and founder of the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition Certification Course, and he's also the creator of Dress for Health Success Program. Welcome, Reed Davis. Hey, thanks so much, Chantel. I'm really happy to be here. Hope we can do some good. All right. Well, Reed, let's start by talking about your own wellness journey yourself personally, and how did it lead you to functional health and nutrition? Yeah, thanks so much. I mean, right now I'm an older guy, you know, and I've been very, very hard on my body. So I'm very interested in maintaining my youth and vigor and uh, not getting old any faster than I have to, you know. And uh, I have a family history. I've had some, uh, some of my relatives lived a long time and some died pretty young, you know. So uh, you got to play your cards right or you know, you won't manifest what you're looking for. And again, I just want to be healthy, happy, functioning at a very high level at the time, a real ripe old guy, you know. (laughs) Now, uh, what what brought me to the journey, I was actually 20 years ago, I was in the environmental law field. So I studied the environment and I was out saving the birds and bees and planet and air and trees and again, the whole planet, everything. And so I turned my attention to what's it doing to people, including me. What's the environment doing to people, including me? So I started working at this clinic, and I took a course in nutrition, and the doctors there at the clinic let me work on their patients in between my classes. And I fell in love with the clinical side. I mean, I, I thought at the time I was going to be this huge corporate wellness guy and, you know, stick with the environmental, save the planet thing. And I, I just fell in love with working one-on-one with people. And I did that for the next 10 years. And I found out that nutrition alone was totally inadequate. Uh, You can eat the best foods there are and still be sick. And so I want to know everything else that was involved in making a person healthy. And so I studied laboratory work, physiology, anatomy, biochemistry, all that stuff that most people don't have time or the inclination for, but that is very very important and I still study to this day genetics and how those affect our health but anyway so uh, to get to the chase I guess uh, I developed a system of investigation they do compare to me to some of the uh, best detectives because that's my mentality find out what's really wrong you know what's who's the real culprit if you will and it's not just the environment uh, but it, it is you know there's a way to find out what's really wrong. And so you're not just treating your symptoms. The other thing, of course, is, well, how do you fix it? And that's where that dress for health success system comes in. That's what I discovered over the years. You need to follow to be healthy, to be that healthy, happy person, you know, not just symptom free, but actually have a lot of abundance and a really good immune system, really clear thinking and actually be happy, which we're designed perfectly for, uh, if the design is functioning the way it's supposed to, which is not how people come to us. So that's kind of the background. 
So can you explain to the listeners what is DRESS and what does the acronym stand for and how does it play into just overall health? Oh, sure. So, you know, they talk a lot today about genes and it's all your genes and that's going to dictate how healthy you are. And it's wrong. Genes are important. but They're a small bit of the information your body uses to stay or get healthy. If you want to reverse disease, it's not so much about your genes. It's about how you live. And so over the years, what I noticed is my clients got better. They all improved. Matter of fact, their chances of improving were really, really good if they would follow five simple ideas. The D, in it's D-R-E-S-S, and that stands for diet, of course. Diet affects every cell, tissue, organ, and system in your body. Rest, which is like getting a good night's sleep and letting your hormones balance out and uh, processing all your thoughts and feelings and things like that, and also detoxifying your body. So if you eat right, diet, sleep right, rest. E is exercise. Everyone knows that today, here I am sitting down, but you know, sitting is the new smoking. It's like almost a disease waiting to happen if all you do is sit around. You have to move your body. So DRE, diet, rest, exercise. Now the two S's are stress reduction and supplements. And I don't have my own line of supplements. I'm not selling anything. I'm not in the supplement business. But I know a lot about them. And they are very important. And so is stress reduction. Matter of fact, that might be the biggest area that we can help a person. Because so many of the stressors are hidden, Chantel. Food sensitivities and bacteria and funguses and viruses and molds and um, yeasts, you know, and uh, all kinds of things are hidden. And they're hidden in our environment, too. Uh, they're hidden in your clothes and your furniture and your draperies and your personal care products and your household cleaning products and things. So diet is critical, rest, exercise. Stress reduction is huge and expansive because there's so much of it's hidden. And then supplements will kick in at that point. As a matter of fact, I'll make one little comment here that um, part of my nutrition training early on, we solved or tried to solve a lot of problems with just supplements. And again, it didn't work. I just had way too many people saying, oh, I felt a little better on them. Or some people said, I, I don't really feel much different. Other people said they felt worse. So it, it really is, it, you have to take a very individualized approach. And that's why the lab work, it's more the, the investigation uh, came in. And uh, then how do you fix it all at one time? How do you have an effect on every cell, tissue, organ, and system uh, on the entire organism? Well, you use dress, and it, that resolves, uh, at least gives people a uh, really good chance of returning their health over and living a long time happy, happy and healthy. Don't I look happy and healthy? <laughs> you do. You just make me smile <laughs> looking at you. And I think another uh, thing is really important to talk about is what kind of supplements? Because, you know, a lot of these places are talking about that they are whole food supplements, but they're using synthetic ingredients instead of using whole foods. And so like, mm -hmm. I'm so passionate about supplements. I know some people are like, you know, on one end of another, I'm a huge supplement fan and I'm just, I feel like they make you feel so much better. But the main thing is, what kind of supplement are you using? And is it truly organic? Is it truly whole food? Or is this just synthetic? Because for me, if I take a synthetic supplement, I am going to feel worse. That's for sure. Well, it's a really, really good question. It's such a broad topic. You know, the, I guess we want to start with why do we need to supplement? And the truth is food just doesn't have enough nutrition in it. It's not nutrient dense enough. There isn't enough vitamins and minerals and phytonutrients and essential fatty acids and uh, all these things, the antioxidants. So there's uh, the idea it, it, from food that you could get uh, protein. You can get plenty of protein, which has your amino acids. You can get fat the sense of fatty acids things. And you can get some carbohydrates, the sugars and, and things like that that are important. But the, that's the macronutrients, fat, carbohydrate, and protein. 
the micronutrients, again, the vitamins, minerals, and so on, those are harder to get because the soils just don't have all of the nutrition that it used to have. Like my grandfather grew food, both my grandfathers up in Canada. We ate that food and we think we were pretty well nourished. But, um, you know, today the soils are depleted, so the plants just can't get enough nutrition. Even organic food doesn't have enough nutrition in it. Uh, we eat it because it's free from pesticides, herbicides, insecticides, rodenticides, and, and all the other things. So it doesn't have spray on it. That's a good thing. That's why we eat organic, but it doesn't have that much extra nutrition. And so you want to supplement. The word supplement means supplement or substitute for what's missing in food. And then there's other categories of supplements. So we, we can supplement or substitute for what's missing in food, get your micronutrients, and they're really important. Everyone should take antioxidants. Everyone should take some, uh, some minerals and some vitamins and things like that. But the other things, um, you know, you can take supplements, for, say, to stimulate your immune system. You know, so there's stimulation of uh, certain glands, organs, like you can stimulate your digestion, make it work better, break down food, you know, a little bit better, things like that. So we substitute uh, for what's missing in food. We stimulate like the immune system. If you're getting on an airplane, you probably should take some immune support so you don't catch something while you're flying. I mean, it's totally fine to boost up your immune system, take some zinc and take some echinacea or whatever it is that seems to work best for you. And so the other thing um, is uh, really to self-treat. You can take uh, supplements instead of taking drugs. Now, this gets a little bit trickier, but, you know, drugs are all toxic, poisonous chemicals. They're, the body doesn't really know how to process most of them. As a matter of fact, they can, there's a lot of side effects and contraindications and risks and warnings that come along with drugs. Well, supplements are natural, so they're safer, and you can accomplish some of the same things, I think, with good knowledge uh, and, and reduce your drug, drug load you know, if you want to. So you can substitute, you can stimulate, you can support, and you can self-treat. So support would be like support your adrenal glands. Uh, if you're under a lot of stress, why not? Support your hormones, all your hormone systems, things like that. So there's maybe the four S's, substitute, stimulate, support, and um, we said uh, stimulate. Well, there's four S's. So it's... Sub, you know, supplements are really good if you're using the right ones. You mentioned quality. You know, you know, quality is huge too. And you, 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 whole food is the way to go. If they can, they're derived. Uh, let's take vitamin C for instance. Vitamin C, when just isolated, like ascorbic acid, will do um, one of three things: make you feel better, do nothing, or make you feel worse. So two out of three things aren't positive, you know? So, but, but vitamin C in nature, so it's got all the co, we're called cofactors. Uh, that's, you, you'd want closer to that if you can get it. So pay more, you know, for a high quality. Don't, don't buy cheap stuff because uh, it's not really going to help you very much. Well, let's talk about B12 for just a second, because I know that, um, you know, people with certain medical conditions, such as like celiac disease or Crohn's disease, they might not be able to absorb adequate B12 from their food. And now a lot of people are going, you know, I know me and my husband just watched this movie called, oh gosh, what was it called? It was all about is a vegan movie, but it was talking about why you should go vegan, but vegan is a big thing right now. And there are strict vegetarians who are not eating meat, fish, egg, or dairy products, and they can develop B12 vitamin deficiencies because of the lack of vitamin B12 in their diet. So talk a little bit about B12. And even in the movie that we watched, um, it talked about how even the meat, that even if you are eating meat, that the B12 levels that used to be in our meat are not as much as they need to be. Can you talk about that for a minute? Uh, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. And um, I don't really focus on individual vitamins. You know, vitamin B12 is cobalamin. It's uh, well-established as uh, 
you know, playing an essential role in red blood cell formation, for instance. So that's what carries your oxygen around your body. That's a pretty important thing. Cell metabolism itself. So what's going on inside a cell depends on some of these vitamins like B12. You know, again, people consider it to be kind of an energy shot. So you can go get shots of B12 and have you feel a little bit more or, or, uh, energetic. Well, maybe it's because your red blood cells are now functioning better. Cell metabolism itself is functioning better. It also helps your nervous system. And so there's, um, I have a little issue with taking this for that, though. You know, it's too simplistic of an approach. And it's a good way for people to sell you a lot of vitamins, you know, um, because you can pose or postulate that with any supplement, list the benefits of it, people will all say, what? I need that. I need B12. I need B5. I need B6. You know, so there's all these B vitamins. We generally just used to call them 20 years ago, the stress vitamins, because they're so good for helping your body function. Your body can take uh, B5, for instance, and uh, with cholesterol, make steroid hormones out of it. So hormones depend on some of the B vitamins. So we, and, and you know, and hormones are very important in stress. So you can kind of go down all of these paths, but I, I don't want people s sort of saying, oh, um, I'm going to go get some B12 because then, you know, my red blood cell formation will be better and I'll carry more oxygen. You know, it, it, I don't believe in the take this for that approach. But B12, generally, you can get it from your poultry and your meats and things uh, if it's high-quality meat. Again, same thing with uh, as with vegetables. You want to use organic uh, beef and cows and uh, pigs or whatever, chicken, whatever you're eating. They all have uh, B12, including dairy products, by the way, which are harder to digest, but they they work for some people, and they have they have these some of these vitamins in them. Um, but you know you want organic because you don't want extra hormones in the meat. You want them to be grass fed if they're cows. Um, you know pigs don't eat grass, but they can be fed uh, more natural um, vegetable matter and other things you know, whatever slop they're eating could be better. And so, um, you, but you wanted them to be without antibiotics also. So try to make sure your meats are antibiotic free and hormone free. All right. So in my newest edition of my book, Waste Away, I talk about how people don't need to deprive themselves when it comes to food, but everyone needs to decide for themselves, what are their red light, yellow light, and green light foods? Meaning like when I eat this for me personally, this is a red light food. I just don't touch this or yellow light food. I don't feel great. So I don't have a lot of it. Do you have any foods for you that you say personally, I kind of stay away from this or I limit this or is everything mm -hmm. on limits for you? Well, no, I, I, there's a lot of foods that I avoid, but I've also run the testing that can help you determine your food avoidances. So um, that's where I hang out. You know, it's in the laboratory world of testing. So you have two basic types of avoidances. One is uh, you, you have a hard time digesting it. So the food itself isn't bad, but your body has a hard time breaking it down and absorbing it properly. The other is that you could actually have an immune system response, like your body looks at it as an enemy. It treats it like the same way it would treat, uh, you know, bacteria or fungus or something. It doesn't like it. So you're going to get a reaction. And so you've got those that are hard to digest, like certain people have a hard time with uh, bread, you know, the, the grains and things like that. Um, the most common would be wheat and corn and soy. Other people, it's eggs and dairy. So those five things alone, wheat, soy, corn, eggs, and dairy are very, very common that people have a hard time digesting and breaking them down. And so therefore they would get gassy or bloaty or the, uh, now if the immune system is also kicking in and you're having that in addition to some inability to properly break it down. Now you're really talking about skin problems. So your eyes might water up. You might get um, sneezy. Uh, you might get the hives on your skin. Those would be obvious and you'd learn very quickly to avoid those foods. Like every time I eat tomatoes, my red turns blotchy. Okay, pretty soon you don't eat tomatoes anymore. That's called an IgE allergy and 
uh, doctors know how to test for allergies and they do all the time. So, but there are much more subtle ways that the immune system can respond. And sometimes it's a very delayed reaction. Very delayed. It could be two or three or four days, or maybe it would take an accumulation of that uh, negative food to create a symptom. So you could be just tired, fatigued, irritable. You could also have some of the other symptoms, uh, but you can't attach it to what you just ate that day or that morning. So, because again, they take a long time to, and so you're just left wondering. Well, that's why the laboratory work is so handy. Uh, we run a test, it's called the mediator release test. I have my favorite testing. There's all kinds of ways to test for food sensitivities. So we have a general screening that we use and uh, it helps. When you eliminate those foods, if they are contributing to the chaos in your body, is producing some symptoms, uh, eliminating them can be miraculous. I've had people with uh, migraine headaches and blotchy, you know, the hives, blotchy skin and serious like pain in the neck kind of uh, symptoms, symptomatology, you might say, uh, just completely go away. I've also had kids with asthma symptoms and uh, ADD and ADHD all of a sudden be like a new kid. One time, uh, really early on, this was very encouraging 20 years ago, I did first test on a child who, whose mom was a client of mine, said her kid had been getting kicked out of school. Now, I said, what is he, 16? Is he smoking and drinking? No, he's nine. I said, well, how can a nine-year-old be bad? You know, like, nine-year-olds aren't bad kids. They don't get kicked out of school. He was just really not paying attention. He was fidgety. He was poking around with the other kids and stuff because he's probably bored to tears. But um, all we did is run a test, get them off certain foods and additives, because you can test for those too. And the principal of the school called me two weeks later and said, what did you put little Billy on? Like as if I had drugged him or given him. And I said, no, man, we just, we just got him straightened out as far as food, which was your question. So circling, uh, there are certain very common foods that are hard to digest. People have bad reactions to them. When the immune system kicks in, that's when it gets tricky and you probably want to run a test. Now, do you have a certain brand of the food intolerance test that you recommend versus another one? Yeah, the, the issue, though, is that you have to be a physician or, or hooked up with a physician to run them. It's, they're hard for people to run on themselves. Um, and also, if you go direct, it's kind of really expensive. I can do some of these tests for almost half price. But I do use, for the record, the Oxford Biomedical Mediator Release Test. And they do have a program. Um, and people can go there and get that test, and they'll help you out. They're great people. And uh, I've been using that test for 20 years. It just and that's keeps, your favorite, and it, that's your favorite one. It's a go-to screening. So there's there's other ways of testing that if I have complex cases that have been going on for a while, and I want to look at a little deeper, uh, well then I might run a different test. There's IgG testing, and you can get combined antibody tests, combining uh, IgA and IgM. These are different ways of looking at how the immune system's reacting. There are complementary pathways. When you get into mold and uh, some of these other uh, uh, problems people have where, where these toxins are just circulating and circulating and circulating and the immune system's upset and you, you get co-infections. It gets a little hard to straighten out. But So far as my uh, first go-to screening, for a person I don't know very well, like a new client, you know, I would say, yeah, let's screen with this, get you off these foods. And, you know, so we, we refine the D, the diet with the foods test, getting you off certain things. And, and also you hydrate very well. And then you do the rest and the exercise and the stress reduction. Food can be a stressor. And uh, so can parasites, bacteria, funguses, uh, mold. So there's, there's lots of ways to straighten that out. Again, I mentioned the household products and the personal care products and the, even your new furniture it could be outgassing, uh, fire retardants and formaldehyde or something that just really drives some people wacky if they're overly sensitive to it. And that's when the supplements, you can fine tune them and, and get people straightened out. It's a path. 
you know, yes, and we're all on this journey. We're all walking up the steps to where we're trying to get to the top where we're really healthy and happy. And first of all, I don't know. I've been doing this 20 years. I don't know anyone at the top. We're all just kind of up the stairs. Some people have a lot more steps to go, though, you know, so we're helping them up while we're also uh, reaching up for ourselves, trying to walk the talk, right? I mean, I know you do. Your diet and rest and exercise and everything, Chantel. Yes. Well, now the question that I ask all my guests, take me through a normal day in the life of Reed. Like, what did you eat yesterday? When did you eat it? Talk to us about that. Hey, that's really a good question. Well, I get up every morning and I do a little meditation and I be thankful and prayerful and I hydrate my body. So I try to drink at least a glass of water. Uh, sometimes I'll do a green juice, like a smoothie type of a thing. And then it depends on my workload and things like that. But it's usually very early. This morning I started, I got up the first time at 3.30, did a little hydration, went back to bed, and I got up at 5.30, and then I'm up. And I'm uh, typically, again, hydrating. I do my meditation before I get out of bed. I can, um, you know, I, I'm with someone and we meditate together and fool around sometimes and stuff like that. But, you know, like it... You know, so then, so I start off prayerful and thankful and happy and, and look outside and, you know, um, I live in a very beautiful spot in Southern California. I'm, I'm right on a lake with mountains and, you know, I've designed my life to be this way. I, I work very, very hard to try to walk that talk of peace, tranquility and having the time getting up and things like that. And then, you know, then I'm like everyone else. I hit the email and see what's going on. I look at my schedule. I usually start my appointments, which are often back to back for three, four or five hours, uh, five days a week. I work hard. And um, this morning I, I did two post-grad interviews, for instance. And then uh, my, my better half brought me some food. <laughs> typically for breakfast, that could be, if we feel like cooking, it could be some you know, meat and eggs. I'm, I do really well on a lot of protein with some fat. You know, I'm a protein type guy. I'm not a vegan. I'm not even anywhere near a vegetarian. I, I eat um, things that in the past, my ancient ancestors would have caught and killed and cooked. You know, so I eat paleo or ancestral type diet. But a lot of mornings too, I just do a shake. You know, they're just really handy. Um, we buy only the very best, uh, you know, pr proven ingredients. My uh, mate, as I say, is uh, really good at reading labels and figuring things out and trying to keep me from eating crap all the time. <laughs> just, just joking around here, you know. But, but um, yeah, and I'll wash down supplements with that. I'll do my things. I, I take a multivitamin. I take a multimineral. Usually that's at night. And uh, antioxidants and things, um, maybe some extra fish oil or something like that. Um, I do vitamin D. Even though I live in Southern California, we all, we all seem to be a bit deficient in that, uh, according to the research. And um, then I take things just because I'm an older guy. And, you know, so I try to keep it simple. Um, if, and again, if I'm going on an airplane, which I travel a lot, um, I'm taking my immune support with me, at least some zinc, you know, and things that are going to boost you up a little bit. And then uh, I'll find a break. Um, I have one, I have one more meeting after this, and then I'm going to take a nice break. I'm going to go outside and do some exercise in my yard. I have some acreage and right now I'm clearing uh, the spring brush is still over, you know, and I live in a very high, you know, California, I live in a high fire. I'm up in the hills. And so it's, fires are come through every couple of years and wipe out a lot of people. So I keep my brush down. That's really hard physical labor. I also have a, a casita with a gym in it and I'll have my personal trainer come over. She comes over every week. We work out really hard and in between I'll do a little bit of a tuning up. I also have a swimming pool. I like to swim um, more in the summer than winter, uh, but you know, even my jacuzzi, it's, it's big and deep. And I do, I do some uh, exercises in there as well. So I'm trying to walk the talk. Uh, awesome. Yeah. That's great. I don't look 106, do I? 
<laughs> you look amazing. All right, let's no, I'm only, <laughs> go ahead. I'm going to say I'm 66 years old. I feel like I did when I was 40. I just yeah, feel great. If, if it wasn't for, wasn't for a few injuries, you know, from sports and motorcycle wrestling, I wrestled until I was 63 years old. Uh, like, like, you know, like, every week like hard a couple of times a week wrestling uh these young bucks that that wanted to take on the old man you know and awesome. taught a few lessons here and there Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far, but as you know, I've interviewed over a thousand women and every time I've watched a thin eater eat, I realize that maintaining a healthy weight is a skill that can be taught and mastered over time. That's why I created a video course that will teach you all the tips that I learned to help me lose over 30 pounds. It's way more powerful to watch the thin eaters than even to listen or to read it. Go to ChantalRayWay.com video for a free glimpse. If you're wanting to take yourself to the next level, everyone needs a coach. Every professional player has a coach. We want to come alongside you and help you in your journey. Go to ChantalRayway.com coaching. I just had someone listen to the audiobook three times and she just emailed me and she said by her listening to the audiobook three times, that's what did it. That's what allowed her to really lose the weight. We have an amazing offer for you. It's the second edition of my book, which has tons more information. It has the audiobook, the ebook. It normally runs for $29.99. You can get it today for $4.99. Go to ChantelRayway.com slash deal to get it. Now back to the show. All right, well, let's jump right into the listener questions. This first one is from Katie in Chicago. Hey there, love your podcast, and I like how you cover such a range of topics, especially related to thyroid. I've been diagnosed with hypo and Hashimoto's. However, my levels are normal now and feel great overall, especially when I eat 80% clean and 20% what I want. My question is, if my levels are fine, can I still donate blood? Or are people with autoimmune not supposed to? Sending God's love. Thank you, Katie in Chicago. Yeah, so um, you can donate blood if, if you're healthy. They'll screen you, and they screen blood before they give it to anyone anyway. So as long as you don't have an infectious disease, um, I think you're okay uh, to donate blood. That's a nice thing to do. Um, I don't do it very often, but I, I've done it. Um, so you want to be checked out, make sure you don't have, you know, hepatitis or something like that. And then there's worse, worse stuff, but, um, uh, yeah, you can, it, what was the other question in there though? She did. That was all she said. She said, if my levels are fine, can I still donate blood or are people with autoimmune not supposed to? Yeah. Well, you said Hashimoto's, you know, you, you, that's, um, possible i mean that's basically your body attacking itself and there probably is some antibodies that you wouldn't want to pass on to anyone else just now but if you have uh got it all checked up and everything's back to normal then i don't see an issue but thyroid's a very interesting thing i love talking about thyroid and have helped a lot of people where there really was nothing wrong with their thyroid you know, with Hashimoto's, there, there is. You've you got your body attacking itself, and you're having a hard time. Uh, but once you get the immune system quieted down, you could still have, quote-unquote, ordinary hypothyroidism. That's when your metabolism is slowed down a little bit. You would know it because you'd be sort of tired, fatigued a lot. You might not be able to lose weight very well. You'd be maybe even sad. You would have cold or even numb extremities, your arms and legs things like that, you probably would definitely be constipated and, and some of these other symptoms like that. Well, it sounds like thyroid. And you could check a person's thyroid output and it would be low. Their TSH would be a little high. Their actual T4, T3 measurements would be a little bit low. But there's so many other reasons why uh, your, hypo, your, your thyroid would be not uh, keeping up to speed. One of them is just adaptation to stress. You know, uh, when you have stress, you have cortisol. Cortisol is the stress hormone. It helps you when you're under stress. Well, that suppresses the thyroid by suppressing the messenger from the pituitary. It's called thyroid stimulating hormone. That gets suppressed by cortisol. So naturally, your thyroid is not going to produce 
the right amount of thyroid hormone. And you would have those same thyroid symptoms. And so um, be very careful when you hear hypothyroid because there's a, I mentioned stress. That's one of eight different reasons I could tell you why you'd be hypothyroid and there's nothing really wrong with your thyroid gland. If you ever want to talk about that, you could have me back and we'll do a thyroid show. Yes, I would love it. All right, this next one is from Corey in Stafford. Hi there, love the podcast and the book. Question though, I have adrenal fatigue and have really struggled with 16-hour fasts even. Got debilitating headaches several days a week for several weeks. Then I heard from some different nutritionists that they don't recommend fasting with adrenal fatigue since it adds more stress to your body. Just wondering what your take is on it. Corey in Stafford. Yeah, well, intermittent fasting is okay from time to time. There are certain cultures, for instance, that fast every week, no matter what. Like it's a strong religious conviction, and it actually can have some health benefits. So you can detoxify your body, and lots of good things can come from fasting. You keep your metabolism up, for one thing. Um, your body will be uh, trying to burn. It's going to search for calories while you're fasting, and probably burn a little fat. Uh, depending on what your diet is the rest of the week. So intermittent fasting is fine. If you, um, you know, adrenal fatigue, I have to say, is uh, it's almost a misnomer now. The adrenals pretty much, like the thyroid, do what they're told. And so if you have low adrenal output, uh, that can mean a lot of things. But, you know, your cortisol would typically be very low uh, throughout the day. You know, um, you could also have low DHEA. That, that's the parent of your sex hormones. And your um, other, there's, there's other hormones that are, are produced in the adrenals. So um, just quote unquote adrenal fatigue is not a term I use very much anymore. I used to because it's a great construct. And it is a construct. It's a, it's a way of thinking, oh, your adrenals are tired, therefore you feel tired and you know, your energy levels and sex hormones go down, like almost guaranteed loss of libido, ability to build muscle, energy, things like that. So, um, but the adrenals really are just uh, doing what they're told. So you need to find out the stressors, like what has put you under so much stress that you are kind of uh, beating up the adrenals a little bit. So it's, it's, we, this is again, the idea of being Columbo, who was a great detective. He didn't dress very well. You know, that's why I used Columbo instead of Sherlock Holmes. Plus everyone says Sherlock Holmes. So, uh, you know, you have to just keep snooping around until you find out what the hidden stressors are. Remember in our dress program, it's the stress, stress reduction, hidden stressors. You go in that direction to look for those, and then your adrenals will come back around. But as for um, inter intermittent fasting, you could still fast once a week. I wouldn't have any issue with that, um, even if you have quote unquote adrenal fatigue, because um, in the meantime, you're going to be really finding out what those hidden stressors are. That could be parasites, bacteria, funguses, viruses, mold in your house, the, the chemical and environmental stressors. Um, it could be mental, emotional stress. If you hate your job and hate driving to it and hate driving home from it and are too tired to play with the kids, you know, or watch a movie with your spouse when you get home, that's stressful. Uh, so there's mental, and there's also pain. And that would probably be the one that I don't have a total handle on is physical pain. And it's just from injuries, just because I've been, you know, I have a very well used body, everything from surfing and motorcycle riding and wrestling, you know, and just, you just get dinged up. So you're walking around, you, you need to take really good care of the human frame, your, your musculoskeletal. And I, I try, um, you know, I get massage and I, I do Pilates and yoga try to, you know, line myself up all the time. Yeah. But anyway, I, so you, you have all these stressors, the mental, emotional, the physical, and then the biochemical stuff, those bugs and food sensitivities and environmental junk. Yeah. I think that, wouldn't you agree most people are talking about one of the biggest causes of adrenal fatigue is caused by chronic stress and that, 
us as, you know, Americans, we're just not ever powering down the computer. And I think just such a good analogy is like when your phone is just acting up and it's not doing well, the first thing they recommend is completely power it down and then turn it back on. And I feel like, you know, one thing me and my husband have done is like on Sundays, that's our power down day. And we are like, you know, a lot of times even Kyle, my son gets invited to birthday parties and we finally have just made the decision like Sundays are power down day. Like we are completely off on Sundays. We go to church and besides that, that's it. We are, you know, not going to this function and that function and that function and really powering down. What is your thoughts on that? I'll just say amen to that, sister, because you, you better learn how to turn your, your mind off, you know, like at least with a computer, you can just shut, you know, shut your, your notebook down or I turn my screen off uh, most nights. And um, but how do you do that with your brain? Like even this morning, I wake up and uh, again, my uh, my partner says, uh, I can see it, you know, your brain's going, isn't it? And I go, yeah. And so we do this breathing thing and she, she kind of talks me down, you know, she's just really spiritual and, and is able to notice. And, and, um, and so she, she, I mean, at nighttime she can knock me out. Just, I just do the breathing and just clear. And so it's actually an exercise of sorts. It, it's an activity that you do. Um, other people, they grab, you know, liquor or drugs or, or something like that. You don't need that stuff. You know, if it, if it helps you great, I mean, once in a while recreationally, I don't care if someone smokes a joint or something, I, I don't care, you know, but if it's, you know, this day in and day out stressed that we're under, and I have, I have, uh, you know, 3000 students in 50 countries. I have 20 people working for me. Um, you know, so that could, you know, as a matter of fact, this weekend, we have our annual conference. I have 200 of my students in town. I got 150 hotel rooms at uh, the Hard Rock Hotel in San Diego um, th that I'm responsible for. You know, and, and, you know, and all these meals. You know what? It could really get to you if you don't have a practice of meditation and, and um, gratefulness, you know, and being thankful. It, it just helps so much. And good things happen to you, you know, when you can put your troubles aside and you open up for good things to occur. Um, you know, I always pray, can I have this and that? Or if you have something better in mind, I'll take that too, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right, Claire in Seattle. I've been feeling unusually tired lately. I've had a lot of brain fog and inflammation in my joints too. I went to my primary care physician and he ran blood work and he said everything came back within normal ranges. He can't find anything wrong with me. I know I'm not crazy. Should I get a second opinion or a different blood test? Claire in Seattle. Oh my God. Well, I would ask the rest of the audience, and you to raise your hand if you've ever heard that before, you know, like you or someone you know uh, was told everything looks normal on a blood test. Well, doctors are there to save lives and they're there to rule out something really that's going to nail you, you know, put you down. So when they don't see that, they say you're fine because they aren't looking for the uh, what's called subclinical levels. They also aren't running the right test uh, for that kind of a problem. Again, you'd have to be really, you know, anemic or something or, or have something going on um, for, that, for them to be able to explain that. And so uh, they, they just say, go do some diet and exercise, which everyone knows is good, good idea, but it, it doesn't fix. You don't feel like exercising. And and um, you might actually have cravings you know, when you go to eat right. And you say, "Why well, I'm really craving this or craving that, and it's bad for you. So the, the answer to the, is really the D-R-E-S-S. -S. It is to, to go back and check what you're eating. It, I would ask, uh, you know, um, how often is this bothering you? Is it every day? Um, how long has that been going on? And if it's only been a few weeks, what changed? What's different? Uh, did you move? Did you buy a new piece of furniture that's outgassing some horrible thing? Or, you know, just there's, there's something, again, being a health detective means looking around, snooping. And, and um, this is why journaling is so important. People 
uh, like I keep mine right on my screen. I have two screens, one I'm looking at and this one over here. And in all my appointments, I make notes. I can go back and I just, I keep that and I track. And, um, you know, when you have daily routines and daily habits, you're able to pick up on some of these clues a little bit better. Something changed. And so you got to go back and figure it out and don't let them tell you it's just, you got older, you know, because, uh, we're designed to be really vibrant pretty much until we die. You know, like you're gonna, you're gonna die. Uh, but you should be pretty healthy and happy and active until then. Or, or, you know, um, there's some work to be done. Again, you can refine the dress program. I recommend you find a, uh, one of my practitioners. I've trained a lot of them. They're there to help you. <clears throat> That's awesome. All right, last question. Dean in Scottsdale. I'm a 63-year-old man in pretty good health. I just had a physical and my cholesterol came back high. My doctor recommended I go on Lipitor, but I really don't want to be on medication for years. Are there any diet changes that I can make that can help me lower my cholesterol naturally? Dean in Scottsdale. Yeah, sure. I mean, um, listen, I'm not your physician. I can't counteract or countermand. And you should always check with your doctor before you do supplements or change your diet or change your exercise routines and things like that. So it's really good. Like we just had answered this question a moment ago, doctor. It's good that you go to the doctor. Rule out anything that's really um, – you know, if you have if you have a brain tumor, you'd want to know about that. If you got a pain in your chest and there's a big thing in there, you know, growing, you 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 got to get the, the doctors can order these CT scans and all these things. But barring that, I think that they do overprescribe. I think they depend on uh, pills too much, and if pills don't work, then they like cutting parts out and stuff like that. So, with with uh, I mean, I don't know what the numbers are. We say high cholesterol. Usually they're talking about the low-density lipoproteins, and they like to keep those real low. I, I think that the numbers that they go by are a um, little too critical. And what's much more important is your HDLs, the good cholesterol. You, what you want to do is elevate that to where it's more than 25% of your total cortisol. In other words, if you have um, a total cholesterol of 200 and your high density or HDLs are 50, that's a four to one ratio, right? You, you've got 20, basically 25%. So you want to raise up the HDLs to where they're closer to half. So if, you're, if your cholesterol, like technically, you don't want a cholesterol of 300. But technically, if your HDLs were 150, it wouldn't be so bad. So now, now no one has a, an HDL of 150. I'm just saying, like, really vigorous exercise is one of the things you can do to raise your HDLs and get those to where they're about a third or half of your total, you know, equal to a third or half of your total cholesterol. And you'll do much better that way first. Um, and do some research on that, like what's more important. Uh, just the flat-out LDL number, or is it your uh, HDL to total cholesterol ratio? And I think you'll find that the HDL to total cholesterol ratio is much more important indicator of how healthy you are, especially since you said you feel good and you're in shape. So I, um, you know, you, and you also could watch your diet. Just do some liver cleansing. Get a good liver support product uh, and keep your liver in good shape. Liver is what uh, makes cholesterol for the most part and um, you'll be in better shape that way. Well, thank you so much for being on our show today and where can listeners go to follow you and your work? Thank you. Well, I have a website. It's functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com I couldn't think of a longer name, so I called it that. Uh, FunctionalDiagnosticNutrition.com. It's a mouthful, I know. and But it's, you know, you could spell it. You could type it in, and uh, you'll find us. Now, that's a website. 
it looks like it's more for uh, professionals like health coaches and nutritionists and personal trainers and nurses. We teach a lot of them how to run lab work and use these protocols, the dress program. But anyone could take that course. There's no prerequisite. Why would I turn someone down who wants to learn? So I don't turn anyone who wants to take it. They can work on themselves and work on their family. That alone would be worth the price of admission. And so I would recommend you go there and look into it and talk to one of my course counselors. We have um, a chat there and they're just really friendly people. They won't try to sell you anything. They'll really try to help you. That's awesome. Now, if they decide to take the full plan and they um, decide to take the whole course and they pass it, then do they become like, do they become a functional doctor or what do they get at the yeah, end we, we, You get two certificates. If you take my course, you'll get my certificate uh, that you have graduated and you'll get a personal interview with me. And, you know, I am looking to deputize as many practitioners or people as possible to do this for a living. So there's, so the course includes the lab work, learning everything you need to know, the protocols, everything you need to know, and it includes a business module where you can set yourself up in business as a health coach. Now, and my course has been accredited by the American Association of Drugless Practitioners. So they, you become board eligible to get your holistic health practitioner certificate from the AADP, as I said. So it's two certs for the price of one, and I will teach you how to do this for a living. Number one thing to do is do it on yourself. But if you have a strong desire to help others and are willing to work on yourself and walk the talk, then you qualify to do this work and take our course. And how long does it take the average person to take the course from start to finish? Well, we only take above average people, so I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about above average people then? I'm just kidding. I'm so kidding. You know, um, it takes six months. It's a, it's a good six months. You know, I mean, people have done it faster because they just have more time to go through the lessons and things. But there are a lot of practical exercises. So there's a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching with my the mentors, my staff, to make sure you really get it, to walk you through case studies and your own uh, personal health. You Heck, I pay for two labs. You'll run saliva and urine test on yourself, and you'll do one more test. Um, and I pay for it all. So, and, and my mentors walk you. So you work on yourself as part of the course. Then of course you're qualified to work with others. And I teach you a business model that's very rewarding. You can work part-time um, or you could have a full-blown full-time practice if you want. Awesome. Well, Reed Davis, everyone, functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com is his website. And if you have a question that you want answered, go to questions at chantalrayway.com. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.